Hey guys, this is John. Just wanted to break in before we get started and let you all know that next week you can hear me talk on Brian Breaker's podcast. You know it's fake, right? I believe those new episodes drop every Monday on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, everywhere that you can get your podcast. Please go check me out on Brian Breaker's podcast. We have a really awesome conversation about today's current state of professional wrestling, about the future of professional wrestling, and about all the cool things that I'm up to right here on How to Become a Pro Wrestler. So it's always fun talking to Brian Breaker. Subscribe to his podcast. I command you to subscribe to You Know It's Fake, right? Check it out on all the streaming services that you know and love. Peace. This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name is John, and I'm sitting at the table with Aaron. Aaron, how is it going, man? Hey, John. I'm doing great today, man. Excited to be in here once again. And, man, I tell you what, I'm pretty excited about this podcast. This is a good topic that we got today. Yeah, absolutely. So today we're going to talk about the successful wrestler's mindset and kind of what I mean by that. So um, let's just dive right into it because the well-defined bullet points inside of a job description or on a resume are simple to comprehend not maybe not simple to accomplish or easy to accomplish but you can usually comp- comprehend like i got to go to this job i got to dress this way i got to i got to i got to have this certification to be a, for this job you know right. that stuff like that is that's at least it's black and white you can easily define it okay so um, they're not easy to execute but you can at least understand that that when we say you know be a great wrestler you need things like wrestling ability like promo ability like a character a good physique etc you can visualize that to a certain extent you see those as skills to develop and you check them off the list right you're like man i need i need new awesome great gear check got it ordered it here it is fits great check got it okay but here's kind of where the problem comes in what if you don't have the right mindset to capitalize on those abilities it takes a lot more than just skill to be a pro wrestler. You know, if it was, if it was only solely based on technical ability and, and skill and maybe just what you looked like, I know a lot of guys that would be making way more money than they are right now. Like, like it would be a lot easier to become a professional wrestler. Um, it takes a lot more than just skill. You have to be willing to embrace the pain that comes along with, you know, say, living a life on the road, going from town to town, facing strangers in the ring in a strange company on a weekly basis. And today we're going to discuss five less defined qualities every pro wrestler needs to make a living in this business. Yeah, I love it, John. Absolutely. So, guys... Before we get really into it, head on over to YouTube. Give us a like and give us a subscription on YouTube. We are at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. All kinds of cool videos on there. Check it out. Leave us a comment. Click the bell so you're notified every single time we post something new. And give us some love over there on YouTube. Our channel slowly ticking up every single week. So, guys, this is episode 68. And after over a year of podcasting, Aaron and I have touched on a ton of the technical aspects of becoming a pro wrestler. Go back in the archives all the way back to episode two. That's where it started. But there's also episodes after that that where we retouch these exact same topics. But all the way back at episode two, we list out the top five things that every pro wrestler must master to make a living in this business. 
So today, we're going to dive into, let's call it the pro wrestling multiverse and the flip side, the mirror universe of those five qualities because yeah. we're going to discuss the not-so-definable attributes that you need to live inside the pro wrestling business. So number one we're going to talk about is passion. All right, so how do you define passion? Let's kind of just talk about it. So the best pro wrestlers love what they do, period. Yeah. Like, they love it. And, you know, here's where I immediately backtrack and, and say the classic, you know, I've said this a million times, there are no blanket rules in pro wrestling. I get that. I know that there are very successful guys in pro wrestling like Goldberg and even like Brock Lesnar who have gone on the record to say that, ah, it's more about the money. I don't really, I don't really, I never really liked wrestling. It's more about the money. I get that, you know. Wrestling itself is just a means for them, at least at one point it was. But let me remind you that in more recent years, both of those guys, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, have both come out and said that pro wrestling is one of the most unique industries on earth, and they do in fact love it. They love the way that it is in comparison to, you know, those are guys that were in the NFL, guys that were in UFC. And there's nothing as unique as professional wrestling. So passion plays a huge role in being successful in pro wrestling. You know, that means... Um, you don't view your training in the ring or in the gym or in the car in front of the mirror to cut your promos, etc., etc. You don't view that stuff as extra, right? It's all a part of the pro wrestling. It's all a part of the process. And therefore, you love it as yeah. part of your passion. It's going to be hard to succeed if all you do is is dread the time in between you know, matches. Like bell to bell is all you care about. If bell to bell is all you care about in pro wrestling probably not going to make it that far without any passion all right so having passion super important and in passion you're right i mean it's so hard to define mm -hmm. and kind of put it into words to explain it yeah because i think it is a little bit kind of different for each individual because right. intrinsically like you love pro wrestling i love pro wrestling yes but like what what makes us love it mm -hmm. like what gives us the passion for yeah. it like we're both coaches too yes i love to coach you love to coach but yeah yeah like what gives us the passion to coach and to learn about coaching and learn how to do it better and right. and those things so um I, I i think defining that is something you got to really dig into individually as well it's, it's tough to i mean i'm 35 years old and to this day when people ask me you know oh you 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 like you know you like wrestling like, like what do you like about it it's like yeah. they'll, they'll be like when i was a kid i really liked it but how, how do you still like it as an adult and it can be hard it's hard to define that sometimes i kind of go about the whole you know, like these are the most like physically gifted, you know, soap opera performers on the planet. Like they're they're out there doing their own stunts. They're performing in front of a live crowd. They're having to 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 pivot on the spot sometimes. I mean, it's one of the most amazing art forms that there are out there. And uh, you know, if if you love it, you know why. But it's hard to define exactly why. And that's passion. Like you have passion for it. Yeah. And, you know, there's a, a guy that has a book. It's an older book. Um, it's called Find Your Why. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of trying to figure out, like, what's pushing you, what, right. what that passion is, and, like, where it's yeah. coming from. Um, Simon Sinek is his name. Um, yeah. yeah. I think he has, like, a TED Talk that kind of describes it. Heck yeah. But um, anyway, that is a I, – I read that book on there, too, and finding that out, like, why I love coaching. Yeah. And, yes. I mean, and I knew I was going to coach just because – um, I love it so much, even right. though I couldn't maybe define exactly why. Sure. But that kind of helped me set a few things um, in stone for me. And right. really what it came down for is I just, like, I get something out of being able to help others succeed. Sure. No matter what it is. So I could be a fitness coach, a pro wrestling coach, like yeah. whatever, it, you know, I just love the coaching aspect of right. it. Right. 
Right. So, it's and, it's super satisfying to see somebody succeed and, and take your lessons mm-hmm. and use them appropriately and fall in love with the process themselves. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I can't remember whose quote this is, but there's a, uh, an old coach, and he says the you know, a coach's biggest trophy they get is someone else's. Absolutely. I mean, oh, so. without a doubt. I, I, I did a... I did a uh, an 8K this past weekend, and like eight, five miles is not it's it's not that difficult for me. I'm fairly athletic. I've done many many more miles than that at mm-hmm. a time, and I drug along one of my clients with me, like yeah. a client, a fitness client with me, and she had she never done a run, race in her life. She drove her own car, even though I offered to drive her there because she thought that I was going to be waiting six hours for her to get to the finish line. <laughs> to the top, yeah. And I said, I'll be waiting for you no matter what. Don't worry. And, and I mean, that, that it was wonderful watching her cross the finish line. It was a great, one of the most satisfying moments ever yeah. is not me crossing the finish line, but watching her cross the finish line. And one of the first things she said was, wow, you know, like I ran the first, um, the, the first three miles I ran. So like, that means I could do a 5k, right? And I was right. like, easy you just did 8k and you ran the first 5k of your 8k that's amazing that means when i sign you up for a 5k it's going to be the easiest thing in the world right so like i love that process right there like that's a really satisfying thing to see yeah definitely so passion number one guys let's move on to number two number two courage so let's talk about courage to be a successful pro wrestler you've got to be willing to fail all right you can't be obsessed with your character winning every single match or hitting all of your top moves every single night, getting all your stuff in. Um, you know, you also have to understand that not every gimmick is going to work. Not every promo is going to land. Even the best laid plans can go to waste, guys. You can plan and plan and plan and get out there and execute, and it can come off, you know, as a dud. It happens. It's happened to me. It's happened to everyone. And that's those moments where you, you take from it, you learn from it, or you, you, you switch on the dot if you have to, but you have to have the courage to continue because I've also seen guys experience moments like that um, where instead it just makes them, it just makes them afraid. Yeah. Every single thing that they have to do from that moment, they, cut a pro, they plan a promo, they think they have it down perfect. They go out there, they deliver it, and the crowd doesn't respond. And all that does is create fear in them. And every single time now, they avoid doing promos. Somebody mm-hmm. asks them to do a promo, they're like, ah, you know, uh, I'll think about it. But if you get anybody else to do it, you know, they're trying to get out of it. Yeah. Things like that. They try to get out of it. You cannot let fear overcome you. You have to be willing to replace fear with trust in the process. And know that when you go out there and you fail a move or you fail a match completely, or you fail a promo, or certain gear doesn't look good on you, or a character doesn't work out for you, you persevere, you keep going, all right? You have to have courage in the moment in pro wrestling to be able to succeed. So guys, that's courage, all right? Let's talk about number three. Number three, vision, all right? So maybe one of the, one of the I, don't, I don't know if it's harder to define, but vision's a, an, an interesting term, so let's talk about it. But, you know, um, here's the gist of it. The clearer your vision, the better your chances are of creating it, all right? Write down your goal. Start with the big one, all right? It might be, I want to wrestle at WWE or AEW. You know, I want to wrestle on Monday Night Raw or, or maybe even just a dark match or maybe even uh, just a, uh, um, a television or not a non-televised match, which I guess would be a dark match, but like a, a tryout match without a crowd was what I'm trying to say, less than a dark match. It might also be like, you might have a goal of, I want to make $20,000 this year from pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I bet a lot of guys just heard that and, and were like, oh, I'll never make $20,000 in a year. Guys, like, you should be able to pull that much money. Like, that's not even basic, like, living right yeah. there. Like, you should be able to make that much money if you're working hard enough and you're accomplishing all these things that we've talked about. But that might be your goal. I want to make X amount of dollars this year from pro wrestling. That, that could be a goal. You write it down. Mm-hmm. I want you to write it down. Write it down on a piece of paper or type it down in a in a note on your phone, whatever works best for you. Type it down so you can see it. Screenshot it. Make it the background of your phone. That's something that I've done in the past. I've taken a huge goal of mine. I've typed it out in a Google Doc and I've screenshotted my phone and pasted it to my wallpaper and every time I open my phone I see that quote. I see whatever I'm I'm looking forward to. I used to do that with opponents. When I was getting ready to wrestle some people that were in like amazing shape, like ripped to shreds, and I've never been a ripped to shreds guy. I would take a picture of them and make it my wallpaper. I've done that before. So every time I open my phone, if I'm at dinner and I'm eating and I'm eating something that's not very good, I open my phone and I see a guy that's ripped to shreds. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll have the broccoli instead of the French fries right. tonight. Like, <laughs> like just for the next six months while I'm getting ready mm-hmm. for this match. You know. So write your goal down. And now beneath your goal, I want you to write down five or more small steps that you can take to build that ladder climbing to your big goal. So you have to imagine that you're... Your big goal is up on top of the wall, and you have to build a ladder to get there. So are you going to build a ladder that has three steps, meaning you, you got to jump to grab each one of them and then swing your body up there? Or are you going to build lots of tiny steps to where you can safely climb that ladder one little step at a time all the way to the top and grab your goal? So think about some small steps that are going to help you get to that big, big goal. You know, um, Let's, so if your goal is more money, what's something? What's some small steps that could get you to more money? That could be better merchandise, yeah. more diverse merchandise, maybe just better budgeting when you take a road trip, you know, as far as like getting more guys in the car to share gas or, or whatnot, or a combination of all these. These are your mm-hmm. small steps that you can write down right here. I'm going to get better merch. I'm going to focus less on high ticket items like T-shirts and more on, on smaller items like stickers and stuff that I can have a better markup for. Um, uh, budgeting on trips and all that stuff. Diverse merch, meaning you don't just have one thing, you have three things, you know, yeah. things like that. And, and quality things. So, you know, getting to WWE might mean taking a booking um, in new locations. Like you have to get somewhere else where more people can see you or focusing more on your physical fitness uh, than your actual in-ring performance, stuff that we've talked about in the past. Yeah. And just talk about WWE specifically. AEW, you might be trying to take greater bookings. Try to take more bookings elsewhere and connect with more people to get on one of their their promotional shows like dark or something to where you can get a look i've seen lots of local guys from this area i have seen on aew dark and i love it so and those are guys that branch out and make waves and do their best to get more and more ring time and uh, find their way there so regardless of the goal i want you to write it down and make sure you've clearly defined the smaller steps that can take you there super super important yeah, John, and I love the ladder idea. You know, mm-hmm. have the big goal, and then you have the steps, the, mm-hmm. the, the rings of the ladder to move up. Um, one of the things that I like to do with my goals when I'm doing that, because I, I kind of use the same process, but sure. I work it backwards. Okay. Right? So I'll start with, like, if we say that we want to be on WWE, right? Yes. So, like, or let's say AEW for mm-hmm. this instance, since we were just talking about uh, some of those dark matches. Yeah. So we say AEW use that. So the next rung below that would be AEW Dark. Right. Right. right and then right, the right. next rung below that would be, you know, getting into that uh, market. Yes. And then, so, and you, for me, sometimes it's easier to work the big goal backwards. Sure, sure. Or if it's yeah. $20,000 that you want to make, you're like, well, okay, well, I need 20000 
right. then I need to be at this point, you know, halfway through, yeah, and halfway I need through to do this exactly. many shows, and, exactly. and it kind of breaks it all the way down. And if you break it down that way, though, you can also add all of the stuff that we mentioned before on the yeah. passion, the yes. getting the body, getting, right. you know, the skill set or whatever that may be in there, too. So I always like to take those big goals and kind of break them down backwards. I do that when I write a strength program, too. Yes. It's like... I'm going to run a 5K, right. and I'm going to work it back. They need to be running this far exactly. at this moment. So. Exactly. No, that's great. I mean, that's a way I've talked about in the past on here. The way to formulate a good match or a good promo is to work from the ending and work your way backwards. Yeah. So if you're going to work, if you're going to create a match, if you're trying to create a good professional wrestling match, you start with the finish. So you figure out what is your ending? What is the thing? Because everybody leaves that show talking about the last thing that happened, not the first thing that happened. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what is the ending of your match? Figure that out, and then you work your way backwards. You take the steps that you need to to get to that big final um, finale. So that's that's perfect. I love that idea. Always work your way backwards because yeah, you could you could easily say my goal is to be hired by AEW, and my small step is to is to you know get this or get that. But then if one of your small steps is debut on AEW Dark, that's like the step right before you get the signature, right? So put that right underneath there and visualize. Like yeah. visualize that ladder, the order of importance, the priorities. Visualize that. It's a great way to get you clearly defined on all your smaller steps that are going to take you to that big one. So that was number three. Guys, let's talk about number four. Resilience. You are going to have setbacks period. It's going to happen. You are going to face adversity. It absolutely sucks to fall short of a goal. We know. Trust me. I know for yeah. sure. This will sound very cliche and I don't care, but it's fact. You can't quit, guys. You just can't quit. The moment you quit is truly, truly, truly the moment that you stop moving towards your dream. Aaron tells you at the end of every single one of these episodes to take it, guys. Stop waiting for your opportunity. Take it. So take your opportunity, guys. You have to. Just because you have a setback, you know, be it an injury. Maybe you get hurt. That's that's a that's a setback for sure. Maybe it's just a botch move that embarrasses you. Mm -hmm. You know, something a promo that embarrasses you. It doesn't mean you need to stop. It doesn't mean you need to take the next six weeks off just so yeah. you can reset. It means you need to progress. You need to learn and you need to evolve. Like when people have injuries, you work around your yep. injuries, okay? You work with somebody, a professional that might be able to help you, or you just work completely around them yourself until they heal. I mean Guys, you have to be resilient. You have to be willing to take the chops because it's going to happen. They're going to come. There's going to be times when you you feel, you know, you feel like it's time to stop, but you have to keep going. Yeah. Right? I, I promise you. And I know this from from coaching a ton. Your resiliency mm -hmm. will tell me everything I need to know about how much passion you have. Sure. So they're, know, they're all these are all related. Yeah. Absolutely. So how you know how resilient are you? That's how passionate you can. If, you're, if your passion is there, a lot of these things are going to come because you're going to be willing to do anything at all. I remember when I was training to be a pro wrestler, I had one training partner. I had many, you know, that came across uh, throughout the couple years. But, like, I had one guy that was always there by my side every single time. We always could count on him to be there. And I just remember this, like, this, like, dread of training because it was so hard. It was so, so difficult. And, um... I'd never really been in any kind of sport, so I wasn't used to brutal training like that and being yelled at by a coach and stuff like that. And it's super intense. And and there's a that was that was older. You know, it's it's not quite like this anymore. But there was a bit of gatekeeping in pro wrestling back then, to where they're they're trying to force you out. They want to make you quit because they know that the people that quit don't have the passion to progress. So yeah. they, I never really realized that. And me and my buddy have talked in years since about how, God, what what like we wanted to quit so bad we talked about quitting so much 
Every single week we talked about <laughs> quitting, but we never hesitated to show up. And it was just like, it was just like waking up in the morning. It was just like eating breakfast. It was just like whatever, brushing your teeth. Yeah. We just went to training, complained about it tremendously in between, but always went. And in years since, we've talked about that. Like, what? how weird is that? Like, why did we not just quit? We wanted to quit. We always talked about it. It's because we were so passionate about it. Yeah. We wanted to be pro wrestlers so bad, and that was what was given to us to become pro wrestlers. We realized, like, we would take whatever abuse we could. And, I mean, it worked out. Like, in the end, it worked out tremendously. Like, we became pro wrestlers. Well, you know, I, I feel that in, in as much as I could achieve, I was very successful. So I was very happy for my passion. And that's you have to think about that, guys. If you're out there thinking about quitting and quitting, but you're still showing up, don't ever cross that yeah. line because maybe you're like me. Maybe you're just like, wow, I love this, and I just want to keep going. So that's resiliency, guys. Always coming back for more, no matter what. All right, we got one more. Let's talk about it. So number five, guys, confidence, all right? The best pro wrestlers are confident in their abilities. They believe in themselves and in their performance. They believe in their character and in their promos. They move with confidence, and they execute actions with confidence. One of the fastest ways to lose a crowd is moving without confidence. If you don't believe in yourself or your character, why should anyone in that crowd believe in you? You know, if you're finding it hard to believe in yourself, perhaps it's time to rethink your entire character and skill set and switch gears, guys. Confidence is so, so important. And that kind of goes back to what I was just saying about resiliency. Like, I wanted to quit a lot. I didn't like the training necessarily, but I was also confident that I was going to become a pro wrestler mm-hmm. by going through it. I had, so that, that's like most of what I just read to you was about being confident in the ring as a professional wrestler in your performance. But that goes to right now during your training as well. Yeah. You have to be confident that what you're doing, you know, whether it's working with us and doing something like Strong Style or whether it's working, listening to this podcast is a step, of course, yeah. but also um, checking out YouTube videos, going to a school on your own somewhere else, like what you're doing has to instill some confidence in you. And that could be with, you know, confidence in your coach or just confidence in yourself and all that good stuff. Um, and that is how you keep going. Like you have confidence in yourself that what you're doing is going to get you to where you want to be. Yeah, and if you have the vision, if you set those mm-hmm. goals, then it makes you, it makes it easier to be confident in what you're doing. Without that end goal yes. and having it kind of lined out on that ladder we talked about, it, it's it's harder to be confident in where you're going and to trust the process. And as you start grabbing those different rungs of that ladder, like you, you'll become more confident. Yeah. Like you'll build confidence yeah. if you're like, man, I hate this. It kind of sucks. It's really hard. But all of a sudden, I've grabbed the next rung of that ladder, like like whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. And it's like, holy crap, like it is working. Yeah. Like So there's how you build your confidence, guys. Keep going. So that was your five kind of existential side of the professional wrestling abilities, guys. Um, be sure you're checking out Strong Style. That's our strength training program that we created for you, the professional wrestler, available on our website right now, www.howtobecomeaprowrestler.com. Hey, so, but, yeah, yeah, just on that too. One of the rungs of the ladder needs to be strong there and go. have the look. So we've talked about that a million times <laughs> right. on here. Put has that to, on your ladder. Has to be on Looking there. like a pro wrestler, moving like a pro wrestler. Yeah. It, it's it's super super important. Yeah. So and we, and we got that program there to help you do that, guys. It's ready for you guys. Ready, and uh, I want you guys to check it out. The stuff we discussed today isn't quite as easy to measure as like you know the, the perfect back bump mm-hmm. or the promos like that we've talked about before. But that doesn't mean it's any less important. No one ever said being a pro wrestler is easy. Um, it's the exact opposite, to be yeah. honest. Like, uh, but just because something is hard 
doesn't mean you can't do it. Have that big goal in sight, but execute those small steps to build yourself up and get there. Build your own confidence and become the wrestler of your dreams. That's what it's all about, guys. Keep going and stay the course. That's right. Well, thank you so much for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. Hey, and don't wait for your opportunity. Take it.